Kiora, and welcome to another edition of the GeoDorable podcast with your hosts Chris Morris and Mark Thompson. For more information on this episode, visit the GeoDorable page on Facebook. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Smooth Sounds of GeoDorable podcast. That's a uh, new and interesting opening there, Mark. I was thinking something interesting, something different. It's certainly different. It takes me back to um, days of radio. I guess this <laughs> is kind of radio-ish esque. Well, yeah. The um, but oh, yeah. Now, now we've just gone into a bad start. <laughs> anyway, how are you? Ah, uh, better than you. I hear you're near death's door. I am. I'm knocking on it, uh, and they say, "No, you got a uh, little, little left." Um, yeah. You know, I've got you know, man flu, whatever you want to call it. Oh, man flu's serious. Yeah, but I hate man flu because you can't just. You, it, it's now kind of oh, you got man flu, and it's immediately, you know. Yeah, it's trivialized. It's trivialized, you know. But hey, it's, it's like, proper, not very well type stuff. You're suffering here. I am. I am suffering for our listeners. Like I should be in bed asleep. Yeah, for your art, for your listeners, mm. for the fans. This is who we do it for. <laughs> for the fans. We don't do it for the ringing endorsements and the amount copious amounts of money that roll in. I'm, I don't know, did you get your check this week? Uh, I, I never noticed. No, I just sort of pile them up and then bank them. Nice, I didn't get mine this week. Uh, okay, that's unusual. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, so this is the Geodorable podcast, the number one geospatial podcast in the world, especially around New Zealand. Yeah, I think that's fair to say, especially the New Zealand part. Yeah. Um, and we talk about GIS and geography. Geographic stuff. Anything spatial, we'll mention that. Yeah. Um, but we, we like to have a bit of fun on this program. We do our best, that's uh, that's true. You've got to have something uh, fun to talk about. It is, but um, we also ensure that the opinions expressed on this podcast are entirely our own and nothing to do with anyone we work with or for. Yeah, we just have to say that just in case, you know. <laughs> just in case we do say something wrong once. Yes, which never <laughs> happens, surely. I hope not. Uh, likewise. <laughs> yeah, so an exciting podcast ahead. Some news. Some, some views. interview. Yeah, you got an interview. I'm really excited about that because I haven't heard it yet, so it better be good. <laughs> oh, did you not edit out the swearing? Uh, no, I'm I'm ready with the bleep machine, though. Okay. Yeah, I've interviewed. Um, and, of course, export to Shapefile. Everybody's favourite game. Now, Chris, I'm slightly worried. Have you been able to keep up the practice if you've um, been poorly oh I've, I've been uh, reading the cheat book you know uh, not cheat book crep book whatever it's called <laughs> book. does that make sense yeah I think we know what you mean good um, yeah although I'm so off my game today mate you, you're gonna waltz through it I kind of hope not because you've, you've last won the last three I think well you know on the trot that practice has um, been playing off mm. paying off We'll see. We will see. We will see. So, um, shall we get into some news, Let's or shall news. we advertise an event? Uh, I don't know which would you prefer to do. Well, this is hard. Um, while we're doing it, let's advertise an event this this Wednesday. Uh huh. Go for it. No, not this Wednesday. No. The twenty seventh of July. Oh uh, yeah. A Wednesday in the future. Um, there's drinks in Auckland. Any old drinks, Mark, or, or specific types of drinks? Uh, I don't know about the sp- uh, the um, menu of them, the bar. Oh yeah. But there's the Auckland special get together. 
Oh, cool. We need more of those. We do. Because uh, <laughs> as we've done on the podcast many times, drinking and GIS seem to go together. Yeah, that's just Kiwis and GIS, I think. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, Kiwis and beer. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, so if you're around in Auckland on the 27th of July, um, register, get in touch, turn up for some special drinks. Now, I think, just checking, right, so I think it's at the Empire. Um, bar, uh, and I think there's also a... Um, you can register. Uh, we'll put a link to it on uh, Twitter or Facebook. You can. It'd be good to see people there. It would be. Little social butterflies that we all are. <laughs> Indeed. All right, let's get into the news now, sorry. Okay. Spatial news. Right, we love new and exciting on this podcast. Oh yeah, if it's new and exciting, we're going to talk about it. And if it's Esri, it's even more exciting. It's like the trifecta, the uh, Trinity. That's the one. Wow, sorry ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) We might have to discount this podcast, half price. What? You're just not firing in all cylinders. Uh, You know, I'm doing my best, you know. Uh, so, what's new and exciting from Misery, Chris? Well, there's a couple of things really, but let's uh, let's start with um, RGS Pro Two. 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 Yeah. Um, so, Pro's been around a while now. Must be four or five years. I don't know. It's hard to. I can't actually. Remember. Maybe even longer. Yeah. But now we're up to two. Woohoo! Yeah. This uh, is going slower than most Esri products. I'd like to point out. I do get really confused how everything else is 10.5 and then it's RGS Pro. Yes, but this is the only, again, sidetracking, this is ArcGIS Pro, mm-hmm. as opposed to ArcGIS Desktop, which is actually called ArcMap, when you go to start it up. Yeah, true, yeah, well, yes, true. It's confusing for anybody who doesn't work in the industry. Yeah, and we work in the industry, so it's not confusing at all. It's only marginally confusing. It's confusing. <laughs> so what's happened? what's happened there's a new version it's got a new number Um, and there's some you know new features which is kind of what you'd expect Um, did anything jump out at you Mark? Uh, the dynamic charting looks quite interesting it did didn't it actually Um, it's uh, it's something that we'll talk about a little later on I think um, it's coming to um, RGS Online as well well that is the good thing about Pro and Online and Portal they're all much closer aligned now yeah, yeah um so that's good anything else jump at you chris oh i'm, I'm quite a sucker for favorites so i like uh, <laughs> really project, yeah the project favorites like the thing that annoys me about pro i'm gonna say it the thing annoys me about pro is you can't just open it and do something with it you have to open it and create a project every single time yes so frustrating because i just want to open it chuck some data in it i don't need a project i just want it anyway so I think this is going to be really good because this is going to be my chuck anything into it project favourite that I'm always going to open and put stuff in. Yeah. Okay. It yeah it is it is more torturous than it needs to be. Yeah. Why do I need to take a file to the every time I open? Yeah. Anyway, um, apart from that, there are some other good things. Um, WFS standard support. Cool. <laughs> well, no. Let's just clarify that WFS support if it's coming from ArcGIS server. Okay. Um, 
the new measured bricks and charts and layouts. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I, there's there's more underneath the hood to this. This is a, a more fundamental shift in development. Yeah. Okay. Um, then behind the screen, so behind the scenes. Um, so look for more information on this. We'll obviously post a few things out there. Yeah. Um, I'd just like to draw your attention to the comments, though. Oh, yeah, go for it. So this has four comments and two, three of them are about, this is great, have you fixed this yet? Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's just say ArcGIS Pro 2 is not, um, I don't know, not the full kit and caboodle that uh, desktop is. But it's interesting as well that we've jumped from, <coughs> excuse me, 1.4 to 2. Well, that, that's typical of is, is renumbering. Is it typical? Yeah, 10. 9, 3, 9, 3, 1. Ooh, 10. Anyway, should we move on? New news. Okay. Spatial news. Now, some product we don't talk a lot about, but we probably should talk more is Voyager GIS. Yeah, this is a great search tool. Um, it's a fantastic search tool. Um, and they've kind of made it wouldn't say open but they've made a geospatial portal out of it that's pretty cool yeah so Voyager ODN uh -huh. is a really good place to go to go and find data and how do you describe Voyager it's like a search index it's like the Google of GIS that's a, a good way of describing it I think. Um, web crawlers and lots of smarts and really easy to use and I mean Voyager uh, ODN as they call it um, is it kind of a little like uh, coordinates? Yeah, sure. Like yeah. coordinates, like ArcGIS Online, but I was going to say, but easy to use. <laughs> but a different experience to the user. Okay. Um, and if you've got your own copy, it's really awesome. Yeah, Voyager's a nice product like that. Um, uh, both you and I used to um, resell it. <laughs> we did, sort of. <laughs> but we used it a lot. We did, and it was good to. Yeah, so uh, yeah, watch out for Voyager ODN. Go check it out. Cool. Spatial news. Uh, we were talking earlier about the money. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and if we weren't investing so much time in um, in this podcast and seeing such a high return of investment, <laughs> where would you be sticking your money, Chris? Ooh, probably in a high return. Um, Shares option, I think. All right, that wasn't quite the answer I wanted. Oh, sorry. Um, probably 3D. Yeah, that sounds like a great investment. Why would you do that, Chris? Well, um, I think because research uh, in the US from the firm Markets and Markets um, <laughs> has suggested that um, it's going to grow um, by 22% by 2022. Which is only, what, four years away? Yeah, not far. Uh, so 22% growth in the industry. And that's to $2.92 billion US dollars. Yeah, cut and ching. Yeah. How much 3D you, do you do on a daily basis? Uh, hardly any, actually. But I should do more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so th visualization 3D rendering software market to grow at 22.4%. I guess would you would you include uh, include since you mention it uh, Pro in that or just Pro? I suppose so. 
<laughs> have to buy the brochure, buy the report, and find out. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I do wonder if um, if the GIS industry is getting that far ahead. Like, I wonder if this is coming from like I don't know the design, yeah, could CAD, yeah. urban planning space. Yep. It, yeah, certainly growing in the cat space. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <coughs> reminds me next week we need to talk about um, a product one of my colleagues showed me. Um, it was a cat-based uh, 3D visualization tool. Looked awesome. Yeah. So actually, the line from the article: architectural and product visualization have the largest market share. Mm, okay, cool. Definitely yeah. worth a read this article. Um, it is. And invest away. Spatial news. We like a good funny map, don't we? <laughs> well, there was the notorious um, rude place names of the world. Yeah, was it was world or just hilarious. Britain? Yeah, that was funny. Um, um, I've seen a few of these kind of maps. Um, yeah, I'm not sure this is as funny as it should be. No, I think it should be funnier. Just it, but hey, it's still you know kind of funny. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's a map of New Zealand, um, split into uh, what would you call it? Various areas that have hilarious descriptions, such as Yellowstone, which covers off kind of you know. Yeah, I don't quite get that. Well, that's kind of the road to Rura and all that kind of stuff, isn't it? Yeah. But is that like Yellowstone Park? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Still no. Um, okay, so this is a mildly amusing. Mildly amusing, yeah. <laughs> um, map of New Zealand with I don't know segments someone's drawn on. So this came off Reddit, actually. Mm. Uh, New Zealand guy, he does, does other mapping stuff. Um, yeah, basically describing areas of New Zealand. Hilariously. <laughs> Hilarious. I think most accurate part is um. He's put Huntley um, and described it as hell. And I think Tarong, where he's called Auckland 2.0. Yeah, it could also be called um, Pommyland 2.0 as well. Could be, could be. Um, what else we've got? Weed and nice beaches for the kind of Nelson area. Yeah, I thought it's sort of um, also Coromandel and also far north. Um, yeah, I mean, South Scotland, I think that's pretty funny for Invercargill. Pretty funny. Mildly amusing. <coughs> yep. Um, moose, insane people, crazy people, and depression and rain up the west coast of New Zealand. Hey, what's that one where it says students just above South Scotland? Where's that? Is that Dunedin? That's Dunedin, Chris. Yeah, okay. Just checking. Just checking. <laughs> anyway, it's, uh, it's one of these maps that will slightly amuse you for literally minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's leave it at that. I think we've already spent too much time on it. Let's move on. Spatial news. Oh, more new and exciting, Chris. Oh, we, we love it. We need some um, hype music. Um, well, actually, you're off to the UC, aren't you? I am, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you'll get all the hype music you can. Maybe Will I Am will turn up? Maybe he will. I'm going to have to uh, take a recording. <laughs> anyway, 
So, yeah, should we get on to the story? So this is um, what's new in uh, Web App Builder for ArcGIS as of June 2017. So what, what number is this? 10 point... I don't think they do that with ArcGIS anymore. Oh, sorry, with Web App Builder. All right. It's just new. Surely it's got a number. Well, it might have a number, but I don't know what it is. Still asking difficult questions. Oh, look at that. It's um first comment. What is the version of the new app Web App Builder? <laughs> Great minds. Anyway, let's get back to it. So, new version of Web Builder. Eight new widgets, count them. Not five, not six, not seven, but eight new core widgets. Yippee skippy, I love a good widget, me. We've got a coordinate conversion tool, full screen widget, grid overlay widget, infographic widget. I mentioned that earlier. That looks pretty cool, actually. Um, riding all over the coattails of uh, our. GIS Insights, forgot what it was called there. Um, yeah, some nice little, uh, little infographics, pie charts, column charts, gauges, vertical lines, horizontal lines, etc. etc. Yeah, um, two things stood out. One was the suitability modeler. Oh, hang on, I'm going to that, yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, um, just skipped ahead by at least an extra widget. Well, uh, I'm not sure. After widget. <laughs> I'm not widget. sure everyone wants you to read them all out. There's only eight, mate. People can, you know, deal with eight. Get on with your sustainability model now. Go on, go, on, go, go. Oh, okay. So uh, the suitability modeler, not sustainability, suitability. Um, so the ability to put in a bunch of factors and find suitable spaces in the world. Cool. Yeah, I thought that could actually be quite useful. Um, I'd like to see it in the uh, farm agriculture environment. It's all raster based, right? Looks like it, yep. Um, and the other one was, as you say, the reporting dashboardy stuffy. Have you noticed that the one thing that um, still doesn't exist within the Web App Builder framework, or even not just online, is reporting, like textual reports? Yeah, you can get that in um, other things like Geocortex Essentials. Oh, no, 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 I appreciate it. But it's that, just that one thing that um, actually just haven't really done, is, you know, reporting uh, in, in the web environment. Yeah, that's true, although you wonder if SharePoint or something else would be uh, more appropriate or is going that way. Yeah, anyway, so that is uh, the new version of the Web App Builder as of... Uh, June, June, July. Um, yeah, well, you'll, you'll get first-hand experience of this. I will. I'll be all over it. You, you wait. <laughs> Brilliant. Cool. Spatial news. So, Chris, this is, I don't know, slightly serious, is it? Oh, should I turn the music on? No. What we should do is go all John Oliver. Really? John Oliver? Yeah. He doesn't do serious, does he? He does sweary. He does sweary and, um, yeah, slightly populist. Let's just bash Trump. Um, but in America, as we know, there's many things happening. Mm-hmm. One of the things you may not have heard of is the Geospatial Data Act of 2017. Let's pretend I haven't heard of it, Mark. What is it? Uh, it's a new data act. <laughs> For what year, Mark? <laughs> For 2017. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but what they're basically proposing is to limit federal contracts to A&E, that's architecture and engineering firms, 
for almost any mapping related data collections for governments. Wow. Um, and this would exclude a lot of startups and other mapping industries that not not approved. Um, so it's kind of a big general, deal. What if I was a general GIS consultancy in the States? Are you saying that um, unless I had this certificate, whatever, yes. I, I wouldn't be able to um, do work for government? Yeah. Wow. Pretty much. And what that would mean, I mean, uh, to me, when you read it, you're like, yeah, that's kind of serious, but it is only, you know, this isn't by law. Um, this is by, uh, oh, sorry, this is only for public, public entities, right? Um, but what it doesn't, sorry, I'm just jamming up. What it, what I thought it means is that a lot of private industry is dependent on a lot of public money in this area. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So that, yeah, whereas um, the government is basically, the taxpayer is paying for a lot of development and data capture. Yeah. And so you kind of like, well, perhaps this is almost a good thing. Um, in the sense that people shouldn't rely on the taxpayer to fund their business. Uh, but on the other hand, why should government be dipping into who can be used to procure what? It seems very um, Orwellian. Um, and with all things from the US, you wonder where this has come from. Yeah, um, it's true. You know, um, he's sponsored by... Uh Senator Orrin Hatch of Utah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not familiar with him. No, and Senator Mark Warner uh, of Virginia. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. interesting. I mean, it, part of the thing I find quite interesting about this is that um, they're, they're actually trying to codify, define um, roles and responsibilities that haven't ever been defined before, you know. Yeah. You, you, you always struggle with like, what is GIS? You get in the lift. What do you do? And you're like, oh, God. I have to come up with a kind of, you know, 15 second pithy thing that explains what GIS is. Um, and they're actually just, you know, trying to, you know, codify this into, into the bill. Well, yeah, that seems bizarre that they're trying to define geospatial data. I mean, how could you define it? It's where stuff is? It's when it was there? Like, yeah, yeah. it gets, yeah, why government needs to stick their beaks into this? I'm not sure. And reading through the list of benefits from this pros and cons yeah it's hard to understand any of the pros unless you've got a unless you're a private company with massive data contracts trying to keep out other um other smaller industry players but maybe i'm just reading too much into it maybe you are maybe there is best of interest who knows but this is in the states right this couldn't possibly happen here that's right i mean it's not like New Zealand government would ever stick their nose where they never wasn't wanted. Here we go. So, um, thoughts on the new Geospatial Data Act of 2017? Well, um, it's in 2017. It's a data act and involves the government sticking their nose in the mission. Yeah, watch the space and uh, listen for it on John Oliver. But remember, you heard it here first. It'll be actually interesting to see whether this crops up um, at all at the ESI conference. Yeah, it should actually. There is someone from Ezra who's into the discussions. Yeah. He didn't seem to think it was a bad thing. Okay. All right. Well, that was the news. Yeah. Good news. It wasn't bad news, actually. We've, we've had better. We've had worse. That was not bad. 
Um, now you have an interview. Um, you've been uh, you interviewed. I do. Uh, do you want, do you want to talk it up? Uh, sure. Um, I interviewed interviewed uh, one of my colleagues, Seamus. Okay. Um, and I've I've worked with Seamus a little bit in the past, and he's done mappy stuff, and he's done other um, help desk and support and other stuff. Um, but the sad news came through that he's actually leaving uh, Balance for our work mm-hmm. um, to pursue a Masters of GIS. You, you or, tried to talk him out of it, right? Um, not quite. Okay, just checking. <laughs> um, but I thought that's really interesting and coincidental because we've been focusing a lot on career development. We have. And um, I thought, well, yeah, that's really interesting because he has a good job. He's already got his bachelor's degree. Yeah. Yeah. What um, what drives a man to give it all up and go to um, back to university? So shall we hear the interview and maybe those that's answered or maybe I forgot to ask him quite that question? Well, OK, here we go. OK, recording. I'm here with uh, Seamus, um, who's... About about to continue develop a more GIS career. Yes, yes. About to go off and do my masters. You are. So, before we get to all the questions, Seamus, who are you? Um, my name's Seamus. I'm a 25 year old business support analyst at the moment, and I'm about to go off to university to study a fast track masters at Waikato University, majoring in geography. In geography. Yep. Okay. And so, why? Why are you doing this? Why? Um, I have actually wanted to do masters for a while. Uh, it kind of paused when I was about 21, 22, because I wanted to go off and have a go at the workforce. And now that I've been in the workforce for a few years, I've been looking into opportunities to continue my masters. And um, yeah, I looked at this opportunity at Waikato and it seemed really good. Yeah. So why in geography? Or is it GIS or geography? Geography. Okay. I do plan on learning uh, quite a few GIS courses while I'm in there. And uh, yeah, I find GIS is a really good tool to use alongside geography degrees. Just It's really good at visualizing data and it yeah. helps you present your findings in an objective way. Okay. It's often needed. Yeah, so what particular part of geography or GIS are you talking remote sensing or analysis? Analysis for the most part. I intend to uh, do my master's thesis on migration and demography. Migration and oh, people mind migration. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Specific sets of people or <laughs> just in general? Just in general. Um, tourism is a really good one as well. You can do that, have a um, Tauranga focus, start analyzing, figure out where people are going, what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, why there's so many Brits coming here? Yeah, could do could do a good one on all the um, migration of people from Auckland to Tauranga. Everyone wanting to buy houses here. And yeah, move here. and where they're buying houses. Yeah, <laughs> and then the impact the locals on about their commute times. That's right, and all the Aucklanders coming in, how it affects them. Yeah, and then all the other Brits who are just immigrating here because they came here once on a nice day. That's right. <laughs> Be wary of them. <laughs> Hey, so you're not new to GIS? Uh, no, I've, I've, I've been working in the field for about two years, two, two years, years professionally. Yeah. So what did you do your undergrad in? Uh, my undergrad was majoring in geography. I was a Bachelor of Science from the University of Auckland. Okay. 
Yeah, especially the science and geography. Uh, yes, science. Okay. And then you, when did you get into GIS? Uh, it was in my third year. In my second year, I was um, kind of split between uh, GIS and geology. And I decided to go forth with uh, geography and GIS instead of geology. Um, wasn't enjoying geology that much and GIS <laughs> was... It was a kind of a good balance between um, kind of IT related stuff as well as the more outdoorish elements of geography. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah. So I really wanted to give it a go. Okay. And what else have you done in GIS? In GIS? Uh, so, so far in GIS I have worked at Scion Research and my purpose there was to develop a um, GIS calculator tool so that the cuttings from radiata pine and that could be efficiently transported to nearby biofuel kind of factories where they yeah. convert the cuttings into energy. Yep. And so I helped format and uh, fix a calculator. And by calculator, I mean it was a um, model builder tool. Oh, yeah, so ArcGIS. Yep. And work on that. And uh, at the GIS, uh, sorry, Bay of Plenty Regional Council, I worked on uh, kind of a range of little projects. They had me building maps for local watersheds, um, organizing aerial photography, yeah, uh, mosaicing aerial photography. It was really fun. That was really good. Okay, so lots of broad aspects of, of practical GIS. Yeah. Managing files. Geodatabases and yeah, that kind of thing. Kind of working on the, um, I suppose, a lot of aerial photography. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've said you like the visualization of GIS. Yeah, but is that is that the key thing you like in GIS? Like the ability to put data on a picture as a picture? Or? Well, I think that's it's it's one of the many good parts of GIS. I find that the. Um, the visualization is good for almost any subject can use GIS to yeah. show data in a spatial format really effectively. Almost any subject. I do find my, that I'm attracted to the uh, remote sensing side of GIS. Okay. Um, aerial photography, mosaic and imaging. It's really fun. Yeah. It's really interesting and it gives you a unique perspective of the landscape that you wouldn't really get in any other position. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay, so what technology do you think is going to make a difference in the world of GIS? Or what have you seen? I mean, we've got drones and LiDAR and yeah, LiDAR advanced algorithms and stuff. Cool. I think drones is going to get bigger, a lot bigger. Maybe not in the way that um, Amazon thinks that they will be with <laughs> delivering packages to doorsteps. I think aerial photography in general is becoming really accessible. Yeah. People were able to view it very well, um, or easier and easier. And 3D as well. 3D is becoming extremely, an extremely efficient way of um, collecting data, and it's becoming easier and easier to do. As the um, before LiDAR file sizes, which were in the terabytes, were almost unusable because the hard drives available to the public couldn't write to them efficiently. And nowadays, it's becoming easier and easier to use. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So where do you th see GIS in five years? Like when someone says, I do GIS, 
What do you think they'll be saying they do? <laughs> it's hard because GIS is almost synonymous with um, the ESRI products right now and ArcGIS. It's hard yeah. to imagine a world without ESRI and it's hard to imagine that anyone will be able to affect the um, coming future of GIS as much as ESRI does. I think when people think of GIS in five years, they'll think of aerial photography, possibly Google Maps or what Google Maps has evolved into in five years' time. Yeah. It usually comes to mind. I think the web apps part of GIS is what's going to really dominate okay. and how apps in the future utilize GIS functionality. Yeah. Do you think that, because um, it's a commoditization of GIS, mm. so that everyone's now doing it and there's still a special bunch of GIS people, but there's also the non-GIS people who are doing mapping and doing that sort of stuff. Mm, drafting. Well, not just drafting, just like Google and Bing. Um, uh, uh, investing heavily in mapping mm. but they're not GIS systems that's the hard thing it comes down to like terminology then what is a GIS system why are we calling certain things GIS and certain things not GIS when they're, they're almost the same thing <laughs> yeah well yeah we were joking last week that um, uh, someone had put up a geoform ah, and a it was, geoform <laughs> it was just a form with a map on it and some coordinates it's like it's just a form. That's right. That we put the geo tag onto it because then we're special. That's right. We're different. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, in the podcast, and um, we have a standard question, or standing up the questions we ask. Um, and first one is: Can you explain why Alaska is bigger on a flat map compared to a globe? Um, I guess it depends on the projection that you're looking at on the flat map. I suppose certain projections can um, distort certain land masses. And I guess Alaska's point is because it's so remote, chances are they distort it more because I think less people will be affected by the distortion rather than a country like UK. Yeah, that's the old um, Mercator, um, what do they call it? Empire building. Ah. <laughs> It doesn't matter about these people in the extremes because we don't live there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and the other one is, have you heard of Esri's new tagline, the science of where? Ah, oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So that's their new tagline, the science of where. And they used to have um, Map Man and Map Girl. Really? As, as icons, and I don't know if they still do, but now with the science of where... You can't have Map Man because it's not about the map, it's about the where. Ah, I see. And although we've played with the idea of Where Man, it's slightly dodgy and, and Where Girl, um, we've actually come up with three terms. So we have a Whereographer, a Whereologist, <laughs> and a Whereominist, an Optimist. Whereominist. Ominist. Right. So a Whereographer is about showing the where. I see. Uh, Whereometrist is about dis um, technical. So they're about displaying the where, uh, about technology. And uh, we're opt oh, I always get it wrong. We're optimist. We're ometrist. We're ometrist, sorry. I see. It's about measuring the where. Ah, I see. So would you call, would you say you're more interested in measuring the where, showing the where, or knowing how the where's made? Or the technical programming aspect. I was probably say showing the where. Showing the where. So you'd be a whereographer. A whereographer. I love that term. I might <laughs> use it in the future. Cool. All right. Well, that's um, that's all we've got time for. 
Cool. Thank you very much for having me. Well, thank you for uh, coming on the show, and all the best in the, in the well, and upcoming masters program. Oh yes, thank you. <laughs> all right. Hey, Mark. Well, that was really good. Yeah, he was really, uh, really interesting subject to interview. Interviewee. If we're going to make uh, the terms, you know, wearographer uh, and so forth, you know, internationally popular, you're going to have to learn to say them properly. Uh, yes. If I've got it written down in front front of me, where ometrist is fine. But if you haven't, you just can't say it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to have to work on that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really interesting just how, I suppose it's always good to hear how people find GIS exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um and we do for some bizarre reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'm not going to come to Tauranga again. Why is that? Well, I, I'll be mistaken from those English people you keep on you're, you're rapping on about. Yeah, or in Aucklander. Or you'd, in Aucklander. You'd, you'd lose in both, ca- both camps. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, my work is full of either Brits or Aucklanders or both. You just can't get the staff these days, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So is the, um, I don't know if you know or not, is the Waikato course relatively new? Uh, not the Masters in Geography. Um, and they've always had some GIS papers at, at Waikato. Okay. So this isn't um, to be confused with the Masters of GIS from Canterbury. No, I'm trying, yeah, I was trying to kind of fit it in. Where does it, um, where does it fit in within that kind of framework? Uh yeah, so it's it's a geography paper that uses that has some GIS as part of it. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, so and he's uh, quite a good thing in that he's only he's got a semester of papers to do, and then the rest is onto his thesis. And migration, I thought that was really interesting, actually. Yeah. Um, there, there's well, I mean, is it? You didn't really cover it, but migration to New Zealand, was that the kind of the main... I think migration within New Zealand as well. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Very interesting. Yeah, it was It was good. So, yeah, all the best to Seamus. It was interesting to hear someone going back for a further study because he's, he's already toughed out three, four years. Yep. Hey, well, and, and, you know, thanks to Seamus as well for coming on the show. Yeah, much appreciated. Right, shall we finish off... Uh, the number one uh, geospatial podcast in New Zealand with um, the game that everybody loves. The game everyone loves and uh, likes to play. Right. Um, oh, I have to press the the, uh, the pad. Here we go. Export to shapefile. Yeah, export to shapefile. Now, Chris, you are prepping, and I'm I'm concerned, as I mentioned, that you're um. Your sickness has, has taken you off your preparation course. Oh, I'm certainly uh, feeling it. Uh, yeah, not, not quite my game at the moment. Yeah, it's no good. But um, well, it's this hope. Things uh, things work out for you. Thanks. It's uh, very kind, Mark. So I'm going to kick off. Uh, I'm going to kick off with is closed. Through the analyst. <laughs> I thought that's what you always say uh, about your favourite pub. He's closed. Uh, no, carry on. Could have been a better joke there. Um, Alright, I'll come off swinging with uh, Make Root Vent Layer. <coughs> Ooh, linear referencing tool set. Yeah. Interesting, okay. Uh, look up, 
Short and sweet this week, Chris. Yeah, I'm just, you know, failing it or not. Uh, unregister as versioned. Uh, uh, oh, Got a man. distance Ooh. okay then back at you with rebuild geometric network data management again mm-hmm okay cool well I think I'll meet you there um, create raster type okay uh, delete identical WCS layer. Hmm. Okay. We're both playing in data management at the moment. It's like. Uh... Yeah. Um, I'm going to hit you again. Create RKSD connection file. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with. Oh, I'm. I'm going to. I'm gonna push. I'm gonna push you out. Uh, remove spatial index. Remove spatial index. Hmm. Okay, you have pushed me out. I've gone surface volume from 3D analyst, but I don't think you expected that. No, to be honest, I was expecting you to jump into spatial analyst toolset. You know, if if I was feeling better, I would think of something, but I'm not. So I'm going to export shape. What? No way. Yeah. Well, that doesn't feel like a victory. Well, it, it counts as one. You know. Just. No, I couldn't think of where to go. There probably is something in with three yellows I could have gone to, but. Um. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to retire. Hurt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm disappointed and I'm sure our listeners are. Oh, I'm sure. They're all rooting for me, I can tell. Well, I think we all are in terms of um, some real representation at the UC. <coughs> do you reckon listeners out there, whether they favour you or me, do you reckon? I don't know. <laughs> uh, this is like asking children which, which parent they like better. Well, no, that's easy. It's me, obviously. <laughs> Anyway, um, so was, this is this is our last podcast before the UC. It was, and we haven't really talked to UC for um, well because we thought it'd be fun to do it when we're there. Well, when you're there. Well, I'm there anyway. Yes. So our next podcast will be from the UC. It'll be all about the UC. It'll be live from the UC. There'll be photos and stuff and fashion. Fashion, definitely fashion. I'm coming with uh, Which Jack is? will be wearing a blue cardi. I suspect so. I wonder if it's merino wool. <laughs> it must be sustainable knowing Jack. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll, I'll try and do some live stuff from uh, from the show. Yeah, take your microphone and be the roaming reporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I hope you get better soon before you fly, Chris. Nothing like flying 12 hours with... Um, Locked ears and stuffed nose. 
thanks. No, I, I'm, I'm sure end of the week I'll be fine. No doubt that upgrade to business class will help. Oh, if only, Mark, if only. <laughs> well, great. Well, good podcast, Chris. Um, I think it was, actually. I, I enjoyed it short and sweet. This is one of the shortest ones, actually, in quite a while. Less faffing. Less faffing. Right, uh, we'll see you next week. Will do. Cheers, mate. See ya.